story. No, basically, we know the story. And because we know the story, then um, what happens is that we have a tendency to just kind of breeze over it. My desire then is I always like to go behind the scene and to um, pull out some things that I think is important for us to uh, consider for this morning. So as we talk about the analogy of an ordinary day, uh, I know we're talking about things happen on what type of day? Every time you wake up, you wake up to an ordinary day. And so what we're going to do is, um, as we move toward Jesus Christ and his birth, we, we see how God sets the stage. He put people in place. God never does anything without a solid foundation in place. He, before he brought men, created man uh, for the world, what he did was he created the world and put everything in this time. And then he planted man in the garden. God is very organized. Not only with the world, but guess what? With your life, not a day that goes by that God has something planned, and all you need to do is to be aware of his plans. That's bound in prayer. Father, lead and guide us now as we uh, look into the text and what it has to say to us. And we pray that you'll be glorified in all that's said and done. In a few moments, may we reflect on uh, this individual who is a part of your plan, a very intricate part of your plan. And help us understand that what he, go, he, go, he went through, we find ourselves going through in a different way. But we all have our ordinary days. Lead and guide us. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints say, amen. As we, um, oh, it would be good to turn it on. Okay. As we move through this then, Matthew uh, 118. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Defining the term. An ordinary day consists of activities, plans, hopes, and dreams that are embedded in the each day that God has given us. Where you wake up in the morning and you have these plans. Have you ever woke up, to your plans start, you, here are you, this is what I plan to do. And then the next thing you know, this happens, and this happens, and this happens. Things happen on a and sometimes when you stay with God's plan, a lot of times people get saved on your day that, you know, was supposed to go this way, but it flipped to another. And God said, I have another thing in mind. Um, I take this moment because uh, I had the moment. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was just last week, I was uh, going to get my medicine. I was saying, well, should I go in the morning time uh, and before I get to the office, or should I go after the office? I said, well... And I was just going back and forth, and the Lord laid in my heart, go now, you know. So the, I had to wait till the pharmacist opened and everything else. I uh, went through buying the purchasing and everything. And um, she asked my date of birth, and then she then had to pick up medicine for Karen. And, um, and we got around to the sub. She said, uh, said um, are you Catholic? I said, no. I said, are you, um, uh, are you a, a Baptist? 
And I said, why is that? He said, I went to a Baptist church and I couldn't understand a thing because the guy kept humming and going on. And, uh, and I said, I, said, I, said and I, I didn't confirm, I just simply said, but you need to listen to what's really going on. And, and I said, here are some things you need to really listen for. The Lord gave me 15 minutes with that woman. Nobody came to the counter, no one. The phone didn't ring. She was the pharmacist. Nothing took place for 15 minutes as we talked about Catholicism and whether I said I prayed to the Father, I said, but you have a heavenly Father. And I began to quote the scriptures and everything else. On, on that ordinary day where I'm just going to pick up my medicine, may I buy some medicine, please? <laughs> and all of a sudden, you have that window where God says, talk to this person. And so as I talked to the private person, I said, may I pray for you? He said, yes. I said, come. And so we had prayer and everything else. And after we finished prayer, she said, should I do the sign of the cross? I said, no, baby. I said, that really doesn't matter. You know, as long as we close this bad rascal out, you know. And she went her day, and I went mine. And I thought about every time we have an ordinary day, it can turn out to be an extraordinary day. Stay alert. Do what? Well, uh, wish we could tell Joseph that. <laughs> As we go in, our introduction here is God our Father has ordained and purposed ordinary days, not for our benefit, for but what? His glory. Your ordinary day is, is God's opportunity to do something great. So don't be so involved in what you're going to do. I dare you, ask God, Lord, what do you want me to do this day? Will you make it very clear? I, I tell the Lord, Lord, I am too dumb. I don't take signals and everything else. You have to show me. I, I'm just, you no. Know, uh, and I realize I'm a person of pride. So for me to tell the Lord I'm dumb, you know, I had to really swallow something. I said, Lord, I'm dumb, and I, you need to show me. And guess what? You start opening your eyes and being sensitive to things like that. And so that's what God does for his glory. How we respond to what he has purposed will greatly impact our tomorrow, even eternity. What you respond to on your ordinary day will affect your eternity. Now, whether you, if you hear it, fine. If you receive it, that's on you. But every time you make a decision, it's not just for this um, minute moment, but there is something that is entwined with eternity that God says, I permitted you to live this day in your situation, what you're going through, because I have an eternal plan that will bless others and glorify me. We need to look at it from a different uh, perspective. So, question. What are you expecting the Lord to do in your life today? And how would it affect the lives of others? Consider this. Always keep this in mind that God our Father has the right and the power to flip the switch in our lives. At any given moment without our knowledge or approval. Are you hearing me here? Uh, because, Lord, why did you? Because I wanted to. I'm God. God can do whatever he wants at any time, canceling out all of your plans that sometimes you work for years, and God says, scratch it on an ordinary day. Every moment is under the direction and controlled, by God, and controlled by God, our Father. Nothing happens without what? 
his permission, without his permission. Nothing happens to you or me without God saying, I'm, I'm signing this, I'm, I'm writing this off. It's my permission, my permissive will. We must live this day, every day, with that mindset. Sometimes our agenda gets in the way. And it dulls our hearing to what God wants us to hear. Thinking it through. For a better understanding of how an awesome God used ordinary, day, ordinary people like Joseph and Mary to an extraordinary thing, let's take our observational cameras closer. The shocking information. The sobering revelation and the strong determination. This is what I get out of these uh, verses and let's, let's go right on through them, ready? Let's, let's start with the shocking information. When we talk about the shocking information then, th that's where we start off now. The birth of Jesus uh, Christ took place in this way when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together. She was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Well, let us consider this person, Joseph. Let's consider how the things we go through on an ordinary day. This patrollo uh, usually, sometimes it's about a year span and therefore, during that time, the person repaired uh, the forest, a house and everything else so that when they are married, they move right in. But this means just, but when they go into the betrothal uh, state, then it's as if they are married, okay? Uh, just that as far as uh, the sexual aspect, that does not take place. But as far as everybody else is concerned, you're married. And so they're a happy couple. Boy, you know, this was an ordinary day for Joseph. Carpenter, got a little skill going on, planning on getting married. I mean, he, it was an ordinary day for him. Lord, you blessed me to have the skills. You blessed me to come, to come this far and everything else. And what? On an ordinary day. Joseph was totally unprepared for the, the, for the painful and devastating news that he received from Mary. There were several dynamics connected with this situation. One, the person's impact of, uh, personal impact of this puzzling and devastating news. To be engaged, and then your mate says, I'm expecting. And he said, no, you didn't, you know. What, what do you mean expecting? Can you imagine the devastating devastation there? This was like all of a sudden he's walking along and someone just slaps him. Some, somebody hit him. But it wasn't a burglar or, or someone like that. It was the person that he was going to marry telling her, telling him, I'm pregnant. The impact. The shock. The next, his reputation. Whatever happens from that point on, his rep reputation will be skewered. Uh, they'll be shadowed. There's a number of things that will be happening. The next level of responsibility. 
he, he wasn't ready for this type of responsibility. How do you handle somebody giving you information like that and you're betrothed to them? How do you handle dealing with her? How do you handle dealing with the community? Uh, where was God in this whole picture? In other words, I've been set up. Boy, it's, it's easy to get a pity party going there, right? And guess what? There's a tendency to start telling other folks about your business. Sometimes it's good to just keep your mouth shut. Just keep your mouth shut. Uh, there are there are times, but sometimes his approach to the solution. How do I handle this now? Who do I tell? You know what you what you what's going on here, ladies? What um, I want to I want you to repeat after me: the cave. What is it? Men, when they are faced with a problem, go into a cave. Because you see, they think they are problem solved, the best problem solvers in town, you know. And but when their backs are against the wall, they withdraw into a quiet cave and they're trying to figure out what to do. Just some advice. Don't go into the cave, please. What's the matter? And, he's, and he's, all of a sudden he says, leave me alone, leave me alone. Why? Because he's trying to figure this thing out and it's not working. Now, men, of course, we should have sense enough to cast all our cares upon him because he cares for us. But this is a cave moment. He's trying to resolve this thing. He's trying to get this thing together, and it's not working, and the dots are not connecting. And all of a sudden, guess what? When the dots, dots does not connect, you start getting frustrated. You start getting angry. You start, you withdraw, withdraw even more. You become, if be careful, you'll become bitter, you see. A number of things happen when you're in your cave, and there's nobody there to help you. This thought I help you here. His recovery from this disappointing appointment uh, and pain, uh, and pain this, uh, for this whole situation here. Let's look at the steps that needed to be taken. One, three things that we need to learn from Joseph's uh, response. The first one, let's read, what is it? Spiritual status, being a just man. One thing, when it happened, to, it, it didn't happen to just anyone. It happened to a righteous man. Whenever something happens to you, there's already a cure to it. There's already a solution to it. The only thing is, where, does, where is God? Does he find you? Where are you positioned? Are you positioned worshiping him and following him? When that ordinary day hit you, at least your position is that I'm walking with God. My position as I'm talking with God. My position, I'm studying his word. My position, I'm obeying him all the time. So that when your ordinary day come, at least it will come confronting a person who is positioned in the right place for the right solution. If not, God has to work on you to get to this position to bring about the results. So save some time in uh, headaches. Get there. 
the next one is his unwillingness having a great uh, compassion and concern for her reputation and well-being. Um, one thing I liked about Joseph, guys, if that happened to us, the first thing we we're, we're working about what happened to us, my feeling is hurt and my reputation is, know what his concern was? Mary. Now that's love. I know both of us are going down. I know people are going to be talking about us. But you know what? I could probably come out of this stuff. But Mary will be, what they would do to Mary will be devastating. If this news really gets out the, the way that, uh, from gossip, what happened, she would be devastating. And so his concern was Mary, his great compassion. His decision to act in a way that would lessen the impact Resolve to quietly divorce her. Say, well, then the only way I can do this, to the best of my ability, he's working out in this cave, the best thing I can do now is uh, give her a divorce. A divorce that was painful, a divorce that was puzzling. And here he is. If Joseph were telling you, he says, I was standing in the pits. How do I pray? What did I say to Mary? And he was just going through those thoughts. But God always have a better thing in mind. In this crisis, Joseph selfishly thought more of Mary and her well-being than his own challenge. That's Joseph saying, "If when on your ordinary day, make sure." that you keep the most important people in mind and don't bring them down to your level of discouragement and everything else. Because God is gonna take you through your ordinary day and how you affect people in the process is very important. I hope you hear it in me this morning. The sobering revelation. We come to the sobering revelation, but as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. While Joseph was thinking about this, he went into a sleep, and the angel of the Lord went into his cave. And says, here's what your ordinary day is all about. There's a purpose for the day today, how you're living. God has a purpose. Make sure we get close to God to understand some of the key things that we get out of this day. And as he's going through this ordinary day, an angel appears. And the first thing that the angel uh, says to, to, uh, to Joseph in his, his dream um, he says, do not what? Don't fear. 
because usually when you see an angel, you, they, they, the angel's, I'm getting ready to hear some bad news, going to take me out. Say, look, uh, Joseph, don't fear. Don't fear. God has a word for some of you today. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're faced with. I just know this. On an ordinary day, God can make it a spectacular day if you just listen to him. And so he, he, she, and he says, give the uh, information, she will bear a son, and you should call his name Jesus. In other words, here's what's going to happen. This is going to happen by the Holy Spirit, and um, here's the name for the child, and here's the reason why, and here's the prophecy. In other words, you have all of the information that regardless of how people misunderstand you, you know the truth. When you stand in the will of God on an ordinary day, make sure you're standing always on the what? Truth. On the what? Truth. Because if you're not standing on the truth, then Satan will have a field day. His struggle. His enlightenment from the angel. His his receiving revelance and, and significance to the uh, situation. These are some of the things that connect was connected to Joseph. These are things that on his on an ordinary day he received the word. He, number one, he was shocked by Mary. You see, but he was shown by the um, angel the significance of it all. He's going through a lot of experiences right here. If you're planning on going on a smooth ride with Jesus. <laughs> Get ready, get ready, get ready. Because you're going to find that things will go up and down and up and down. But God is moving you toward something that will glorify him, impact lives. So be patient and be obedient to the Lord. Amen. The strong determination. So we come now to the strong determination. He, he heard Mary. He went through all of the struggle. The angel shows up, and the angel reveals this to him, and now he's bringing it home. When Joseph woke from the sleep, let's read together. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took Mary. See, took a wife there, okay? But he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Did he do everything he was told? When he got out of his sleep, he got into action. When God tells you to do something, do it. Don't waste time arguing and debating. Just do what he tells you to do. So he went right into action. And, the, and one of the things that he did was um, he took Mary as his wife, and then uh, he abstained from having any uh, uh, relationships with her, per se, and called his name Jesus. When he was born, he called his name Jesus. He did it right to the dot, nothing more, nothing less. And God is saying, that's how I deal with my people. Don't argue with me. Just do what I say. Nothing more. Nothing less, and it will come out a blessing. And so we find 
Jesus Christ coming along uh, according to God's plan. Remember, there's whatever the plan, there's a purpose. Jesus Christ came to die for our sins because without sins, we our sin being forgiven, we are lost. We talked about the um, uh, the two rules of, of um, uh, reciprocation. Reciprocation is that um, what happened is that you get exactly what you put out, but it has to match the person you hurt. If you steal their cow, you have to return a cow. But when the reciprocation, the law of reciprocation is only given to the courts that God had given to the land. It can only be given by judges, see, and the proper authorities ordained by God. You cannot take revenge on reciprocation. Retribution, the law of retribution, if you, if you uh, kill my cow, you have to give me four more. So some folks probably throw their cow out there so they can get uh, you know, four more as a result of it. But the whole idea is that the law of, uh, of restitution, this is the law of reciprocation. Jesus Christ is saying, God is saying, you can't do anything to save yourself. You will need Jesus Hamashiach. You need the Jesus to save yourself, to get yourself saved. No one else. There's no name under the heaven given to my man whereby they what? Must be saved. And so it says, and they call his name Jesus. The most significant name in the history of man is Jesus. And the person who, who came up with Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. And so the whole idea is that not that you have a Merry Christmas, not even a good Christian uh, Christmas, but a meaningful Christmas. There are four outstanding things we should observe about Joseph. His immediate response, he obeyed. He took Mary as his wife. He did not have any physical relationship with her. He named the Christ child Jesus. You don't hear that much about Joseph basically after that. He was there for a moment and then quietly went in the background of taking care of Mary and having children and, and teaching them trades and all these other things. But as far as Joseph is concerned, what he did was very significant at that point and God knew it. And what God has for you today on your ordinary day, is that's why I said you're one of a kind. There'll never be another one of you. If Joseph would have heard that, Joseph, you're one of a kind. There'll never be another one of you. Never. How we live our life is so important. So one last thing. When the Lord gives you a different agenda on an ordinary day, do three significant things. One, what? <laughs> Relax. When your day is going a different direction, don't get bent out of shape. Stop and take a deep breath and do what? Relax. Take the bus and leave the driving to us. That's what the Lord is saying. If I'm messing up, it seems like I'm messing up your day, just take a deep breath, relax. I got this. By the way, whatever day God gives you, he takes responsibility for it when we're walking with the Lord. So just relax. Amen? Here's the next one.
Let's read it. Receive what he has purposed for you. I don't know what he purposed for you for this day. But if you be still, if you still yourself before God, it might not seem like something spectacular that you won't, you won't have any news media. You, it won't be on YouTube or, or Facebook. Nobody will Twitter about it. It'll be something that just you and the Lord knows. And he writes it down. And it adds to what he planned to do with your life. To bring glory to himself. That's what it's all about. And sometimes it's skewered by um, a whole lot of uh, emotions. And the, the longest, that's our society right now. Everything is with the beat. And it has to have that beat. Look at the commercials everything else. Everything has got to have a beat. It has to be in rhythm. It has to be this and that. And God said, be still and know that I am God. That's another thing that's important. Let's read together. Respond obediently to all that is required of you. In other words, do it now. Respond obediently to all that he required of you. And that's why I really appreciate Joseph. Not too much is said about him. But one thing, he relaxed. He received what needed to be done. He responded in a way that glorified God. So when we look at the analogy of an ordinary day, an ordinary day, an ordinary day does not mean that you're in control. An ordinary day simply says, here's a day that you can make God look good. Listen to it, move through it, do the things that you need to do, but stay flexible. Because this ordinary day, ordinary day can be an extraordinary day as God may put you in contact with people and challenges and for you to grow. If you can't grow on your ordinary day, there's something wrong. God does not give us a day after day just that we can, we can finish our business, finish school, finish this and finish that, and God gets no glory. What? Come on. That's not why you're here today. And so we need to ask the question, Lord, thank you for today. It seems like an ordinary day. Is there something that you want to say to me, anything you want to do with me on this ordinary day? My prayer as we close is that we be available, listening. I don't know whether God will come in the dream. <laughs> I just know that when God wants you to do a specific thing, he'll lay it on your heart. Don't resist it. Just do it. Let's bow in prayer. Father God, thank you for our time together. Thank you for the saints of God. Thank you for what you're going to do in and through their lives. It's my prayer that we understand that we're one of a kind. There'll never be another one of us. May we be, number one, pleasing in your sight. And the things we do will have a tremendous impact on the life of others, even after we're gone. Help us, Lord, to live with great intentionality to do those things. Lord, help us not to let the world pin us down with the cares and the challenges and 
whether it's earthquakes and and uh, and all type of things happening around uh, even in uh, our America, Lord. This seems like things are topsy turvy, but you have given us peace, and in the peace of all these circumstances. I think about Joseph. He didn't come through a time where everything was peaceful. He was under the Romans' rule. Then basically, they were slaves. They couldn't do anything. And in the midst of all of the things happening around them, you wanted to get inside of him. So he'll be ready to take care of Mary. And Mary will produce the child that will save the whole world. What is the odds of that happening to a carpenter in his, in his lifetime? And may we understand, Lord, you do great things to people who avail themselves to you. Help us, Lord, to be in that position. And I think about what Nerissa was singing about, and having done all, stand with our hearts girded and our minds and all flowing toward you. Thank you for today, for this ordinary day with an extraordinary God. In Jesus' name we pray, and all the saints said, amen.